0: Hey everybody! Welcome to episode eleven of the AroundTable.ca podcast. I'm your host Philly T with my co-hosts. Apparently, somebody's farting in the in, in the microphone. With no, the... It's cheering. Oh, cheering uh, it it's, you!
1: are you! have got a, a sexy a voice, man. Voice is... That's fart. you. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: So as you have, as you can hear, you have a twiddly doo and twiddly dum here. Stephen and Grandmaster Mesh, and on the other side in the Two Mountains Range, you have Mister Dino as well. The Deanster. yeah. All right. So the topic this week, because um, I've actually been looking at a lot of, especially with Netflix, there's been a lot of. Um, of uh specials in terms of stand-up and and so on so this week's episode is old stand-up versus new stand-up um uh, and i'm gonna i'll probably kick it off uh this time around um so i actually have been reading um a few books i read um a george carlin book um about his life and how he he went through uh no, the different levels of, of comedy from being very from being a disc jockey on the radio, all the way to his popularity, um, you know, until he died. Um, I also read Billy Crystal. Um, his, you know, he was around the same time as well, the 70s and 80s, and Martin Short, which was uh, in the 70s and 80s as well. Um, and it got me thinking, and I was l- looking at the different types of styles of of stand up. And I was wondering, um, I was actually asking which one is better um, in terms of, and not just the stand-ups themselves, but in terms of the comedy itself, um, old stand-up versus new stand-up. Um, the old stand-ups, the very old stand-ups that I can think of is Jonathan Winters, which is if, for those of you who don't know who that is, he's essentially the precursor to walbin Williams. He's the type of guy that used to go on a show and just ramble on improv for hours uh, you had Joan Rivers, Milton Berle, Rodney Dangerfield, The King of the One-Liners, uh, George Burns, George, Burns. Bob, George Burns, oh, yeah. Bob Hope,
2: Don Rickles.
0: Don Rickles. Yeah, I forgot that one. Yeah, Don Rickles, that's a good one.
2: No um, and then
0: you have the contemporary classic, I guess, or the rebellious type of, of stand-ups where you had Lenny Bruce, you had Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Billy Crystal was still a cleaner a cleaner stand-up, but he still is in that group. Uh, Robin no. Williams, George Lopez. And then you have the newer generation of stand-ups where it's you have the Dave Chappelle's, the Louis C.K., Hasan Minhaj from uh, The Daily Show, uh, Fluffy, which is Gabriel Iglesias, and uh, Dane Cook. A lot of people don't like him, uh, but he's still part of that newer generation. And one of the reasons, for me... What seems to be the distinction between the old and the new is the middle one, with like Richard Pryor and George Carlin. They were more of the rebellious type of stand-up, trying to push the envelope, trying to push you no know, as much as they can, um, and they got in a lot of trouble for it back in, in their day. Uh, even the actually the original stand-up, uh, controversial stand-up, was Lenny Bruce. Um, he was the fir- one of the first ones to actually talk about uh, politics, religion, uh, swearing profusely. Um, and he got arrested a few times uh, on drug charges because he would talk about marijuana and stuff like that in his act. Um, so the old stand-up seems to be the clean, the clean type of comedy. And the newer stand-ups now seem to be kind of a mix of a bunch of everyone. And I don't th- know if there's... A particular style. The you No, know, a lot of people that in our age group would say that, you know, the standard for stand-up would be Richard Pryor, George Carlin, maybe Robin Williams, if you put that. In today's day and age, the modern ones, I would maybe Dave Chappelle would probably be the one that would be up there. Louis C.K., which kind of pushes the envelope a little bit. Um, all the other ones seem to be a melting pot of comedians. You can put them in a pot, pick one, and you'll probably get similar material. Uh, There's not one that this, um, that you can say, I really have an attachment to. Um, So the big difference is basically clean comedy. If you listen to Rodney Dangerfield, um, I mean, how can you not laugh at a five minute bit with Rodney Dangerfield? Ooh, you got to get no respect around here. Um and you have um um uh, which that type of comedy has kind of gone gone in the wayside too uh one liner one liner comedy is not really existing much or at least it's not popular. you have maybe Jimmy Carr or um Stuart Francis i think um and a lot of people now seem to think that um um You know the standard, the gold standard right now is Dave Chappelle. I mean, you put his name on anything and it gets sold out. Louis C.K. So the the main difference, I I guess, my point is the old standup is more cleaner, more family friendly. The new standup is more controversial, swearing, maybe not as kid friendly. Um, What's better, older than new? You can't really say. I think it's something that you're born with. So either you have it or you don't. I mean, Dave Chappelle is hilarious. Louis Mm C.K. is hilarious. But, you know, I can go back on YouTube and watch Jonathan Winters, watch Milton Berle, watch Rodney Dangerfield, or even, you know, um, uh, Don Rickles, and I'll still laugh to this day. It's classic. It's never going to, you know. And the one one stand-up that I think encompasses the old, the new, and the future is Robin Williams. He was able to take improv, able to take any type of of scenario, clean or dirty, Um, and he was able to relate his material to current events. He was able to evolve. Um, Some comedians didn't evolve, right? They stayed in a period of time, and then once time passed them by, you kind of didn't hear them anymore. But Robin Williams was able to encompass all of that, and he was... I mean, you look at his standup from, you know, the seventies to all the way to when he passed away, it's hilarious. I mean, even George Carlin to a point, um, he was able to evolve his com- comedy to the day to, you know, accommodate for today's younger crowd or even his older crowd. Um, I've been rambling on for seven and a half minutes. So I think that's, enough. <laughs> I think that's enough for me. What do you guys think? Do you guys like
3: oh, like better the? I have, a que- I, have, I have a question for you, uh, P- Philip. Yeah. What do you think of Eddie Murphy? That he stopped Culture. Thank turkey? you. Thank you.
0: Um, Eddie- okay, my take on it, and I know I'm gonna have a lot of haters. Hey, um, I mean, he. It was. All in all, he he had he was in a period of time where he was very popular in terms of stand up. To me, Delirious is the only one that really stands out. The, Raw wasn't for me wasn't that great. It, or it wasn't as great as Delirious. But Delirious, Delirious was hilarious, which is funny. I just said that. I made a <laughs> rhyme. <laughs> um, um, is it for me, enough for me to say that he, it's a classic he's a he's like one of the best stand ups? For me personally, no. Because if I look at The ones that i mentioned they made a career out of stand-up and they made a you know yeah they ventured into movies and stuff like that but their bread and butter was stand-up whereas eddie kind of did snl then he did you know in a period he did make snl watchable in those horrible years where there was no one on the cast um then he did a few stand-ups and then he focused mainly on movies and he doesn't really want to do stand up anymore um, he never closed the door on it but he's not he he's i don't know i don't know if it's stage fright or he got burned out or something happened he doesn't seem to have that itch to be on stage so for me he's an actor first and then he's a stand up comedian whereas the other ones on this list are stand up comedians first and then they're whatever medium they decided to do tv or um, or or, uh, or movies well, not really. Think of this: because
1: Eddie Murphy was the, was high on demand on making movies. So when you are making movies, you are making faster money than you're doing standing, stand-up comedian routine. Because no, think of this: all these comedians became comedians and state comedians because they weren't on demand to make movies. And that's why Eddie Murphy was. Anyways, with the you know
3: what? And- I, hold on, George Carlin yeah. did a lot of acting too. Yeah, but, but he, was conti- that- he always continued doing his stand-up uh, routine.
1: Yeah, but he, he, was, he was getting paid the money that Eddie Murphy was getting paid. Eddie Murphy when he was doing a movie like what's it called? Um, oh my god, it the? Beverly Cop. Beverly Scott. Beverly and all the other one with uh, switch and all that, whatever it's called by the title. There was the. Um, oh my god, the one he was a cousin, That movie, man. right?
0: <laughs> what's it called? For you had forty-eight hours, <laughs> Billy. Uh, 48, uh,
1: yeah, 48, like, forty-eight hours. He took yeah. out the movie. He, places. He was, yeah, but he was always the, one of the main characters. The other guys weren't. Name Richard Pryor was ever a main character of a movie?
2: Sure, he was. But which one? Silver Streak. Him and Gene Wilder.
1: Nah, it's a classic. It didn't it didn't it didn't strike very strong. Of course, it's a classic. Yeah, for you, not for me, but for the world, dude. Not well, for me, I don't <laughs> want to. <come> <laughs> Let's not I get sexist again, huh? <laughs> but I, thought, I, thought I was a single thing with you, uh, Philip, see, a lot of things you're saying, I go against you. Because the old comedies, what happens, the, new, the reason new comedies now, they have more tension because they be politically correct. In the old the comedian, they can say about gays, they can talk about lesbians, they can talk about the blacks and this and this, and the door is open for everything. Now, what happens the new comedians, they have to be very politically correct. And to be very careful with the, truth with the words wisely. So it's difficult. Then Ronnie Dangerfield. You have two big stand-up uh, stand-up comedians that have one-liners. One of okay, he passed away, which was, was Mitch Hedberg. And then yeah. you, the other one to were right, Jim uh, Jimmy Carr. They're white liner. These are the ones I know very fast. So the white line, uh, white one-liners, they do exist. And then to me, David Chappelle, I, I don't like him. I don't know what it is. It's because we talk very uh, mellow, but I don't find uh, C, uh, CK Lewis. Louis CK? Whatever. See, that's, I'm not crazy about him. See, I like more like John Pinette, even though he passed away. way. Carl's Mencia. I like the Sugar Sam. I like uh, Joey Coy, Tom Pupa. See, I like these comedians. When they go in there, they have, they have energy. They want to talk. They, they move around. They, they get into, into the show. So it's like, like I just said, every each their own, you know. Well, yeah, uh, it's,
0: it's obviously subjective. I mean, it's yes, it's...
1: exactly. So, so like when you're saying about all your, the communities you're saying and you're stretching about how great they are and everything, for me, I was I, I want to put my finger in my mouth because I find the opposite. To my opinion, to you towards you, it's the opposite. Doesn't mean you're wrong, but for me, it's like it's the opposite. Of this like I like Howie Mundell. See, like John yeah. River, I love it too, you know? like uh, what's it called, Bob, Bobby Slayton. There's Mike Walmart. There's a lot of great comedians, you know. But the thing is, is that the olden days, comedians had, they could have done what, well, they were limited seeing marijuana jokes, because now they could talk about drugs, they could talk more, they could bash more to politics, like getting arrested in the olden days. But the olden days, they can bash about racism and all this kind of thing, and nothing would happen to them. So it's kind of a, it's a different world now. It's more politically correct. And that's why, like, now, and there is different kind of comedians that like, but now like, now, like, just for laughs. If you want to hear dirty, grungy words, you go, you go to the nasty show. Some comedians are great. Some comedians, they, they just use bad words. And you think that's what it's called being nasty. But to me, it doesn't make it funny. Actually, so, like, in order good days or the new days, there's good and bad. There's good comedians in, in, in each era, and there's bad ones at the same time.
0: And it's one of the reasons why I stopped going to see the nasty show. It was like, I, I went one of the first years that it was, it, it, it was, it started and it was great, right? It didn't mean that the dirtier was better. It was just dirty comedy, comedy, but it was comedy. The last, yes, exactly. few, the last few times I went, it was just like making it the nastiest joke ever, Percy. which, okay, which but it doesn't mean it's funny. No. Um. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Okay, that's what happened. I went to the nasty show, the last one I went was two, three years ago. I was so turned off. The guys just going there cursing and saying the body parts out loud and everything. And they think just saying that was making it funny. I go, no, you're not. Because you're, I don't mind being nasty show, but make it funny. Don't start saying like, if you're saying the men's organs and the female's organs, you're going to see me laughing. I'm like, oh, wow, he's saying that. Okay, now make it funny out of it. And I'll agree with you, two, two three years ago, the Nasty show, I went there, I didn't laugh as much as I, I did the first Nasty show completely. That's it. Yeah, I agree with you. Nancy, just because you say Nasty words doesn't mean it's going to be funny.
0: Um, that also, to me, what qualifies for, for well, obviously it's subjective, but to me, a good, a good comedian is one that I can go see his specials and still laugh to this day. So I can go see a George Carlin special from 1984 it's still to this day um, the best the best opening line in my opinion of any stand-up of, of all time was uh, I think it was George the one in, in the beginning of the 90s George Carlin came out with um, uh, coming in New York or something of like that, something along those lines. And he opens up the monologue with, don't you find it a little bit strange that Ronald Reagan got an operation on his index finger and George Bush got an operation on his asshole? What are these men trying to tell us? <laughs> and I always found that hilarious um, as an opening line for a stand-up. And I do agree that back in the day, it was, um, yes, you couldn't, you know a lot of topics were taboo and you can say that but that's where the richer priors of this world the Lenny Bruce the the George Carlins came out of came out of that group and wanted to do something different on TV they felt that they were they were being limited in what they can do and uh, and that's where it kind of opened up a bit and now yes it's true there's more there's more censorship I guess in terms of how stand up can be However, stand-up should still be the type of comedy that stretches the limits. Um, safe comedy doesn't um, th- doesn't usually work. If somebody sa- does safer comedy in terms of it. You, they usually don't last very long. But then again, very vulgar either doesn't work very well as well. Look at Andrew Dice Clay. He's trying yeah. to do a comeback. He's still around. Yeah, he's still around. You he's still, still around. Yeah. He still tours,
1: but, it's not big it used to be.
0: but his stand-up hasn't aged very well. I mean, if you look at a stand-up from, you know, for me personally, like it's yeah, it's dirty jokes, and yeah, he plays around with the crowd a little bit, which is fine, and you have to have talent to do that. But it's kind of you listen to him, and it sounds outdated. It sounds like something that I don't know. It just falls short in a lot of a lot of times. It's
1: like an old, song, an old rock song from the fifties. You can't put on in the trauma and say, look, you
0: know it's outdated, no? The material. Well, yeah, but that's a little different. Like, he's... Like, the material itself is relevant in the sense that it's modern. Like, he'll talk about, like, more recent stuff. and But the type of stand-up, it's... Um, style. It's just... It doesn't age very well. It's as if, like, his, his stand-up hasn't evolved. He had one one type of style... He didn't evolve from that. He didn't evolve his craft. He just did it. And then at one point, people were just like, eh, it's okay. And then just stopped watching him. Although he still sells out in uh, in Las Vegas. I think at one point he had a contract in Las Vegas. Um, and I think now he does tours. Um,
3: he had a sitcom at some point.
0: When he tried to clean Andrew. his image. He tried to go under uh, Andrew Clay. He tried to go into movies as a... No, doing a clean personality and that didn't work and when as soon as that didn't work he went back to his stand-up comedy rauchi comedian uh way he went with the dice character.
3: Um well, I just have one one thing to add. Yep. Cuz I agree with what you guys <laughs> are saying this is a great conversation. Uh the difference between the old and the new, I think back in the day when someone became popular their, their acts became polished and they, 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 you know, they, they, they did their dues in, their, in the comedy clubs and all that. Whereas today, the av- they, there's a lot more uh, avenues like YouTube or even uh, Netflix that there's mediocre c- comedians on there, on there with their own specials where you would never see these mediocre comedians have specials 30 years ago. For you to be on HBO, you have to be a, a big deal back then back then, and I think that's one of I think that's why I don't find the 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 newer generation as funny as the older generation you yeah they're they're funny in their own way, but they're not hilarious like a George Carlin or a Robin Williams it's not even in the, in the same category in my opinion uh and that's basically it I, that's what uh, that's why I think uh, the difference between both,
1: but you know could it be
3: sometimes it's
1: it's like when you watch something when you're younger, and I, was, I used to love the Three Stooges. When I was young, I used to love the Three Stooges. I used to cry laughing. Then I, like a couple years ago, I watched it again. I didn't laugh at all. I just chucked, I just chuckled. Because after watching so many comedy shows, so many uh, comedy movies, and uh, comedy shows, or, or on TV, or on stage, you end up hearing so many jokes that it comes to a certain point, some, some comedians that used to laugh a lot in the beginning, you do not laugh anymore because you kind of out out laughed it, you could say.
2: Well, it's not your humor anymore.
1: Yeah. Or an example, well, like it used to be like you kind of like you you heard better jokes than that. Then when you do go back at it, it's like eh, it's not as funny to remember. I, th- be-
3: I think I, I think you feel like that if the comedian hasn't evolved through time and they're just saying the same material over, over and over again. Seinfeld is like that. Seinfeld, you go and look at his stand-up uh, routine. It's exactly the same. Yeah, the the material is a little different because he, he, you know, he talks about the, the current times. But it's the same same thing as he did 20, 25 years ago. And it's when I went this when I went to see him, I didn't find him that funny. I mean, yeah, it was because entertaining. You good, but me, you are you.
1: You outgrew his comedy. Like, like you yeah. find it's funnier than he does. That's what it is, like, it's like you, it's like, I'll, I'll be a metaphor, okay? It's like, like, you drive a car, it was the best car ever. But then after, as years you went, went from the Mustang to a Corvette to a Ferrari. When you go back to your first car that you freaked out, you're like, hey, you're not as amazing as I thought it was be. Same thing with Seinfeld. Because after, he, after with him, probably you opened your eyes to other comedians. And then you find other comedians, then you, that were more to your style, more to your taste. That when you hear Seinfeld again, you're like, okay, none of All your materials are not as funny, or you were never as funny as I thought you were. You know, and I like. I just found comedians more to my taste. So it's like comedians are like it's like uh, like uh, like um, gr- musical groups. Who loves Led Zeppelin? Who doesn't? And who loves Pay 4? Who doesn't? Same thing with comedians. What's good for one person, another person will not be crazy about it. That's, that's why I feel like I still like I still love watching just for laughs, comedy shows and everything. I still love just a lot. But slowly, I started I start knowing which comedians was more my style and which other comedians. I didn't laugh as much the second time I see them or third or whatever. So you kind of get accustomed
0: to your your, your flavor, you could say, of what kind of comedians attracts you. But in, in general, though, uh, similar to a movie, I would compare more to a movie than music. Where, why are there some movies where I can watch... Forget forget the comedic aspect of it, but movies in general. Why are there movies that I can watch 6,000 times? And then there's other movies where I watch it once and I'm like, I never want to watch this again. Not because it's bad, just because I'll never want to watch it again. Like, for me, a movie that's like that is uh, Gladiator. I can watch that every time it's on TV, every time... It's I I it's passing somewhere or it's in the middle. I'll watch it till the end because it's one of those movies I I just love to watch. It's it's a good movie. I don't I don't think it's better than any other movie, but it's one of it's it's for me it stands out and it's always enjoyable to watch it. Stand up is similar, where to me the cream of the crop. If you ask anybody, um, you know. I, I think there was a uh, top 100 comedians of all time, I think a few years ago and Richard Pryor and George Carlin were one in two. And I'm looking at it, even Robin Williams, I can look at it. If you go, if you look at their old stuff and I do that very often, like Robin Williams, I'll look at, I have his CDs from, or his records from, from the uh, mid eighties or even when he used to do, um, comedy, comedy relief. um, they're still funny. Richard Pryor uh, on the Sunset Strip, uh, his comeback, that was his comeback comedy tour after he, had, uh, he was burned at his house after uh, I think he, he was smoking crack and he, got, he passed out and the, yeah. the house went in flames. That was his next stand-up, and that's one of the funniest stand-ups of all time. George Carlin, as he got his last few years, I have to admit, he was kind of dark in his stand-up, and maybe it wasn't as funny. But I can go back to a stand-up from, you know, the hippy dippy weatherman to, in the '60s to, you know, his '90s when he was like again, you know, more of a political stand-up, more than anything else. I still watch it and I still laugh to this day. Obviously, it's subjective because that may not be what you you find. But that's what, you know, And I'm, I guess because they're in one and two, a lot of people think of this the same way. But that's, to me, a good stand-up, one that could stand the test of time, that I can go back and watch it or listen to it over and over and over again and still laugh to this day. Um, there's some comedians that I don't, like Dane Cook, he has funny stuff, but he's not, I mean, to say that maybe in 20 years that I'll remember what he said, probably not. Um, I don't think he's, he's anywhere close to being the top stand-up. He has funny bits, but he's not you know, a gold standard. Whereas these older guys, no, I still say Robin Williams is one of the best ones. Um, I actually, I think it was either Dino or somebody posted, um, he did a for the 4th of July one year in the 70s, he had done a whole stand-up as him being a flag, the American flag. And he does like a 20-minute bit about that. It was all improv too. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It, it was. <laughs> it's really. And it was so funny today. Yeah. You watch no, he, he, Talent. He's talented. I got Well, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 the type of comedian. Like even you know a Richard Pryor or a Billy Crystal. You know, a lot of people don't think of Billy Crystal. They think of him as the movie mm-hmm. guy. But he started off as doing stand up. He was a stand up yeah. guy. and Then he went to do. Uh, he did SNL for a year. Um, then he continued doing. He did a Broadway of, a lot. He did Broadway. So. Uh, go ahead. So-
2: yeah, so. so he did soap.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he did soap. Yeah, it's it. so. yeah. true. Um, so, I mean, you can name any one of these, and the guys that I named or even the ones I didn't, and, and say, oh, these are my favorites or not. I just, from the old generation of stand-ups, the ones that, like I the really old ones, um, to me, what always stood up to me is Jonathan Winter, Winters, Um, Because he's like a Robin Williams, just a precursor to Robin Williams. Robin Williams just continued that. And that was his influence as well. Robin Williams actually did mention that it was his mentor as well. So you see where that came from and you see where his influence came from. But the one that I always watch over and over again is Rodney Dangerfield. I can watch Mm -hmm. him for hours on end, um, either on a guest spot on The Tonight Show with, uh, with Johnny Carson or Jay Leno. Or I can, or do, or um, when he used to do the intros to on his uh, uh, Dangerfields uh, stand-up improv comedy club in New York, you can watch those clips on YouTube. Um, he's one of those guys. I just, I just laugh. It and it's a one. It's it, it's like one-liners <laughs> that you'll never hear again today. And they're always similar, like you know that he has no respect. Or there's always that around that theme. Well, but that's, he. That's, he uh, but trademark. he was always able to come up with something new and re- and and refreshing every time, and that that you know and he did that for i don't know sixty years easy yeah. um yeah so you have to get you know same thing with Bob hope the guy performed till he was in his nineties <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know so you have to have talent uh to to do it that long and keep keep people uh laughing along the the, the lines and a lot of these guys. Um. Um, it, when you look at it, a lot of there's two ways you can do. It. You can have it can be a stand up first and then try and go into movies, and you can be in movies and then try to go to stand up. One way is a lot, you know. Th- th- uh, there's a lot more comedians that go to s- acting than the other way around. I, th- I I think so, anyways. And a lot of these guys, if they've they had a decent acting career. I mean, Richard Pryor had a pretty good movie career along with his stand up although in my mind he's a stand-up comedian first and then a movie guy um george carlin had his ha- had his uh fun in movies he even did tv he was the conductor yeah. on um uh thomas the, the the tank engine for kids as well yeah <laughs> uh billy crystal had has had an amazing movie career robin williams just pick a movie out of a hat and tv shows and you know he's there Uh, Dave Chappelle, he had the Dave Chappelle show, which was a skit show, which was amazing. It was kind of the precursor to Key and Peele. Um, Louis CK starting to go into movies now. Uh, so it's a lot easier for these guys to go into movies and act in movies. It doesn't always work. I mean, there's some comedians that go into movies and you're like, (laughs) Uh, shaking your head. But um, in in, in this case, these guys are very, very talented to a level that's insane. And their their body of work surpasses the test of time. It it just passes that. You you can name me a stand-up comedian that you love. I guarantee you, you'll probably like him in 10 years, even though he doesn't do anything for the next 10 years. Because his stand-up is still relevant and it still uh, makes you laugh to a point. So,
2: Steve, you've been pretty quiet. Um, yeah, uh, exa- I'm not sure. I f uh, I love I love comedy, but I'm not sure if I know as much as you guys, so I just let you guys run with it, and you did an amazing job. Uh, for me, um, I prefer the old-school comedians. I think they had a lot more to say. Uh, as funny as they were, you had guys like Richard Pryor who would uh, sometimes, you know, wear his heart on his sleeve and make it funny. Um, I remember seeing a stand-up where he talked about, uh, you know, a Woman Breaking breaking Your Heart, and he went on for like a 20-minute rant, but it was funny, but he, it was still poignant, in a sense, uh, because everybody had their heart broken at one time or another. He was basically, I guess, uh, the heart and the guts of comedy. You had George Carlin, who was the brain and maybe perhaps the conscience of comedy, if you want to call him that. Those were the my go-to guys, Robin Williams, because, you know, of... Uh, he was a comedian and an impressionist, all in one. Uh, he was like a firecracker. I, I like Dave Chappelle. I like Louis C.K. I thought I seen a couple of Chris Rock ones. Um, I thought he was pretty good too. Don Rickles is a go-to for me. Oh yeah. Um, the, I think on the new comedians, I think they either you like their brand of comedy or they don't. Like usually, a lot of them I, I saw on Netflix. They were talking about their life in the hood. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a white boy from the East End, so I have no understanding of that whatsoever. Um, but I think the closest I'm going to get to, like, um, let's say an Eddie Murphy, maybe not up to his caliber in, in his peak, but I think Kevin Hart is maybe the, the one guy that I think I get into more than anybody else. I think he's kind of he talks about family life and, and stuff that I can relate to and like fatherhood and marriage and tales of his family. I thought that was, he's the closest guy I can get to. Um, But again, like I said, I prefer the old school comedians like you guys. I think you mentioned more like Richard Pryor, George Carlin. Those are more my guys. I can go back to them. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, I can can watch either their movies or their stand-up. I mean, uh, Back to School is still a comedy classic in my opinion, and uh, I can watch it a hundred times a day. I'll still laugh. There's so many one-liners in there. Uh, for me, it's it's old school was better because I think they had a lot more. At one point, they can be funny, but they can be touching. And they can have something of, uh, they show a sense, I guess, vulnerability. Maybe I'm missing out on that one. I'm not sure. But they, they show a different aspect. They really, for me, they kind of touch things. Uh, and I think today's comedians miss that boat. They just, you know, it's trying to make a lot quickly, fast. And then there's no there's no vulnerability or weight or heartfelt confession to it. You know, it's just how do I make a fast joke, make them laugh, and move on? And I, it's not gonna resonate. You know, actually, like if, in ten years, you won't watch it again. You know, well, like it, you said.
0: Well, it's actually pretty funny because back back, um, you know, if you listen to all the these guys, the the George Carlins, the Billy Crystal's, the Eddie Murphys, uh, back at that time. Obviously, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have YouTube. So, you know, um, one of the big benchmarks, you can you had the Merv Griffin show and you had a bunch of other shows in similar caliber. However, the ones that made it to superstardom, they always went on The Tonight Show and they got the blessing from Johnny Carson. A lot of these yeah. comedians, when you listen to them, they're like, yeah, you know, I was waiting, you know, either you made it or you didn't with Johnny Carson. If he liked you, Superstar him right away. If you didn't, you know, your career is dead in the pits. Um, so you had like kind of a unofficial triage, I guess, of, you know, who would be successful and who wouldn't. But now with all the media available to you, either through podcasting, through internet, through you name it, obviously you're going to have a lot of different types of, of comedians doing things and some of them, so basically you have a, a bigger pot of comedians, but they may not be... A lot more filler. Sorry?
2: A lot more filler is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you're not going to have, you know, because even if you think about Dave Chappelle started stand-up in the late 80s. Uh, Chris Rock, same thing. He started in the 80s. Louis C.K. started in the 80s. Um, so... You know the newer stand-ups, that's, You can maybe that's, the that's,
1: ones, in the, that's, that's when that's when comedy got strong. That's when comedy was that you can actually make a lot of money out of comedy. Yeah, that's when everybody jumped in the back wagon. Is like be a comedian. You can actually make a living and surplus a uh, surplus with that.
0: Like now, this a lot of people love Amy Schumer, as you know she's the you know she's kind of the new version of Joan Rivers, I guess. Um, and I loved her first few stand-ups, and I actually liked Trainwreck 2 as a movie, but her last stand-up on, on Netflix was like something with leather, I forget what what it's called. I watched it, and I, I was just like, eh, I don't know if the novelty is wearing off.
3: It wasn't that funny, yeah. Um,
0: or it was just not a strong showing, which is very possible. I mean, not every stand-up uh, show will be bang-on amazing. Um, and maybe it was just a blip in, on her radar. I just didn't find her as funny, and the last movie she did was apparently not very well-received. The one with Goldie Hawn there, they're like... Uh,
1: oh, Mother and daughter.
0: Yeah. Um, so apparently it was very... Uh, the acting was awkward in there. I didn't see it personally. So maybe the novelty is wearing off. Um, But I uh, there's a few... Uh, uh, the, from the new ones that came out, um I would strongly suggest Hassan Menaj he's like the daily correspondent on uh, the daily show he's like the <laughs> the ethnic correspondent or something like that um his stand up was actually really really funny I laughed from beginning to end it was recommended by uh, my buddy John and uh, I came home and I watched it and it, it was the first comedy in a lo- stand up comedy in a long time that I laughed from beginning to end um, I also love uh, Fluffy, Global, uh, Graveyard Glacius. He's like this big, this bigger guy, uh, Mexican. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: um, yeah. Last Comic Standing. Yeah, he did that as well. I think so. Yeah, um, he's really, really good. And there's one that nobody talks about, but he does the rounds and he goes on TV. And he actually won Last Comic Standing one year. Was Alonzo Bowden. Um, yeah. he won one year, but he's on everything. He's on the, the, he's on the internet, like doing guest hosts. He's, he goes on TV, but he's not like in your face. Like he doesn't have like a steady job on TV. He just appears here and there. And he's always at just for laughs. And I went to see him twice and he's hilarious. Um, he does more of the more recent what's in the news type of stuff, which is really good. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can name me any name. It's to me, it sounds the same. It's not there's nothing that differentiates one or the other. A lot of times when you're, you know, when Stephen was saying, you know, the the go-to's that he was going, Rodney Dangerfield, George Carlin, they have their own style and they have their own personality, and you know what you're getting with them. Um, you know, if you get, you know, the newer one, let's say I tell you Hassan Minhaj, it means nothing to most people, probably to you guys too, because he's just started. He can be a comedian out of a hat. He didn't distinguish himself yet, from the group that was there. Um, um, So yeah, I, I, uh, I do find that it's weaker just because the, 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 it's diluted. The comedy pool is diluted. So you're going to have less funny jokes, not as funny people. And the ones that are going to, I think personally, the ones that are going to last the longest are probably going to survive. The ones that are really take their craft to heart um they're gonna they're gonna survive and they're gonna they're gonna come out just that it's gonna take longer for them because they have unlike before where you had kind of a uh, a standard with the johnny car with johnny carson and tonight show where he would tell you yes or no um now you don't have that No, you know the, the late night shows don't have as much clout i mean i love i love conan i love uh you know kimmel and all those other ones but they're, you know, instead of having one late night show, you have five now. So, you know, even that that's diluted. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for for my for my end. You guys have anything else to add? No, I'm good. Good, yeah, I'm you good. nailed. It. Not really. You nailed it in your point of view. My
1: thing is different, but you nailed it anyways.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that's the whole point. It's subjective, right? So it's my. Yeah. So um, yes, exactly. You know, some people, to be quite honest, um, I could have added easily, you know, um, Carrie, Jim Carrey, in here because his stand up yeah. too was when he used to do stand up was hilarious, but it was more slapstick. um yeah. uh, for a lot of things. So some people like slapstick a lot more. You know, some people might put Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah. I don't personally think he's amazing, but some people would because they they like that type of comedy. Like Andy Kaufman or yes, Andy Kaufman, which apparently he's a genius, yeah. okay like I understand his point he was like he made comedy for himself instead of doing it for the audience so if you exactly. look at it for so if you look at it from that perspective um he made himself laugh at the expense of the audience, so sometimes yeah. the audience didn't laugh <laughs> yeah. there's a lot Sorry. of times there's a lot of times where he went on stage up. and he bombed. Like, really, really bad. But in his eyes, it was a great performance. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, all right. So, I guess we'll wrap this up. Uh, this was old stand-up versus new stand-up. Um, I think we're we're more in the old stand-up type of, uh, of crowd, also due to our age. Um, um, and there's the new generation coming up. I think uh, they're going to have a lot of work to do to keep our attention um, in the years to come. So that was the show this this week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Take care, Phil. Take care, I'm dude. All right. Ciao. Live. Latter. Latter 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 the tree. medicine. Live the drive. Stand
1: up. Stand up. <laughs>